Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to A Life in Dublin. That's Hello and welcome to a very special episode of A Life in Dublin. I'm your host, Mark, and with your permission, we'd love this podcast to be your digital companion for the next little bit, at least. In this episode, we are joined by the incredible Pablo and the Foreigners. Angelica, Javier, Juan and Pablo, aka Paul, were brought together in the city of Dublin by their shared passion for music. Despite all coming from very different backgrounds, Argentina, Spain, Italy and Ireland, they formed their community and without doubt have made the most out of their time here. I take inspiration from their story as they're an amazing example of people who put faith in their passion and allowed it to blossom into wonderful friendships and without doubt some amazing memories that they will have for the rest of their lives. If it's true that at the end of it all, the only thing we're left with is the memories we have created then I choose to look up to these guys as my example. At the end of the episode, you will hear five songs from these very talented musicians. We definitely count ourselves as extremely lucky as we had our own little private concert. Their music has put smiles on so many faces, so I hope that you can enjoy it in this episode as well. Thank you so much, as always, to you, yes you, for listening. Your support and encouragement is what keeps us pumping out as many episodes as we can. Also, a very big thank you to people who have commented on our episodes or sent us messages. For some reason, Spotify doesn't allow me to reply to the comments underneath the episodes, but do know that I read all of the comments and feedback, and I'm truly grateful to you for taking the time to get in touch. Just a quick note before we begin on the sound quality in this episode. It's the first time we've had six people in the studio. Well, actually, we couldn't fit in the studio, so it was recorded in a different room. So the quality of the sound isn't quite what you deserve. I'm working as hard as I can behind the scenes to try and get a sponsor for the podcast so we can upgrade our equipment a bit because that stuff is not cheap. If anyone knows someone who might be interested in sponsoring us, please do let us know. And now here's my conversation with Angelica, Javi, Juan and Pablo, Pablo and the Foreigners. Musicians, but then she also invited dancers and different other types of performances. 
And I, the thing I like the most is that she started in her house that she calls La Mansarda, which is, means like the attic in Italian. Hmm. And then she did one in a library, one event in uh, the cobblestone, but the last one was in a hair salon. So like she yeah. just goes to random places. Uh, so it's really nice. We played once. And uh, yeah, so Cantino so Dublin is another one I've heard of. Cantito, Brazilian. Mm. We played there. Yeah. We played there. <laughs> the production on that looked. Oh my oh, yeah. god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that would look like the best in terms of I don't know what it was like to actually be there, but um, the production of it was was amazing looking. Yeah, it's it was amazing. Really good. I think it must be pretty close to being in Sao Paulo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's yeah, it's like a he heavily Brazilian. Brazilian night, but it's really cool. Because you get all these like Brazilian snacks and um, nice. and there's this kind of like Brazilian music. So there's a jam on the first floor and then there's um, booked well, booked acts uh, on the second one. Yeah. And there's all sorts of acts as well, like there's Pongo War, there's dance, there's, uh, there's been like little dance classes. There's people doing live tattoo. Uh, uh, it's mental, yeah. 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 So the whole like, and it's like six to closure. So it's like six hours of like for like a fire, yeah. maybe more. Like yeah. six hours of this whole thing. Yeah, they're really friendly. Yeah. 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 Watching it yeah. But yeah, it's great. And then on the first floor, it just gets full on Brazilian thing. But they're really open for anyone to come up and do a piece. So yeah, we've done actually some times as well. It's pretty cool. Uh, it's there there's so many great events. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah. It's like. Yeah. I think I discovered you guys through the Flow Show. Ah. Yeah. Cool. And through Derbla. Yeah. And, and then since then, it's kind of opened up like a, a whole diff, like community of musicians and mm. poets yeah. and <clears throat> comedians and all of these people that you all seem to know each other, which is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're all one big WhatsApp group. <laughs> <laughs> how did, I don't know, we spoke about this before a little bit, but how did. <laughs> What was the origin of Palo and the Foreigners, or uh, how did it begin in 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 its infancy? What was the origin? Go Pablo. Go. <laughs> um, myself and Javier played together. Yeah. And, uh, you found you found Juan on the street. Or? Uh, it's actually uh, <laughs> basically uh, uh, <laughs> under bridge. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, well, we we know each other from uh, swing dancing of all things for years, and then. Uh, you moved back to Sligo during the pandemic so we yeah. didn't play for a good while of the pandemic and then you came back to Dublin around the same time that I just happened to meet Juan mm -hmm. and having it also like thirsty of like going back to like having friends to play music at home really like it wasn't ever an idea was it kind of still the end of the pandemic I think yeah. because it was some yeah. more like stuck it at home yeah. October 2021 busy Sundays yeah. Yeah. yeah and then we just like go on Sundays and jam and after like three or four weeks uh I started seeing Angelica's one, and I was like, oh, I play piano. I was like, okay, come on, let's see what it is. And she was like, but yeah, 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 No, but I remember like you were a bit shy at first, and you were like, oh, I know classical piano, but I don't know how to play these things. So we were jamming, and you know, and we were like, but this is like, you know, it's Juan Trude. Like, there's no, there's nobody listening from us. Yeah. So eventually, you just kind of jumped a bit more into it. And it just became a regular thing, I think. Yeah. We did it solidly every Sunday for a good few months. Pretty much. But it must have been, been quite cool because, all right, obviously you got together, and but you all discovered that you're all good musicians in your own right. Oh, thanks. So, now you are. Um, you can all play, you can all kind of, I, I think, 
figure out music so like basically if one guy's doing something you can kind of loop that in with something else and you know how to play with that yeah and um, and obviously not a lot of people can do that that's that's being a musician as opposed to playing Wonderwall and I mean, <laughs> you know it's, it's like it's different to like I can play a few songs on the guitar where it's like no no you guys actually understand music to a certain extent and that means you can play together yeah. or what the it's first time you got together an absolute shit show? <laughs> uh, not really. I, I do have the distinct memory because when we met Juan, I told I told Juan, uh, oh, I met this drummer and you know he's he, he he doesn't have anyone to jam with, so he wants to jump with us. And remember, Juan was like, oh, come to my house, and I was like, okay. <laughs> well, like you know, drums are like gear heavy, so sure, we we'll go yeah. to your house. And then he was like, I have the church organ. <laughs> and he sent me a video of, of essentially his room and his like drum set. It's like an organ from a church. And, and a desk. I was like, of my hands just, just happened. <laughs> I'm sure it did. So it's in the room now, anyway. The main part, I would yeah, say. Yeah, main feature. Um, and I was like, yeah, we're going there. <laughs> it's like the best fucking <laughs> playground ever. Uh, and I, I remember like we just like selected some like classic jazz swing something that we knew yeah. and we were like oh let's play this and it was maybe 10 seconds in that we just look at each other and we're like this guy's the shit he's like no what's it too yeah um, nice. I think it was very good luck and a bit also like I don't know if it has a lot to do with our ability as musicians because I think there's a lot of very good musicians in Dublin and I think there's a lot of them that are probably better than us like for sure um I think it has a lot to do with like having the single Some taste. Parts, mm. Maybe also, you know. Yeah, but just like having a similar taste and, or similar interests mm. and wanting to kind of go in that direction because we've had a lot of people like during this first few weeks, we were inviting loads of people to play with us. Like it wasn't just the four of us all the time. Mm. Um, no so, one to play with us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, just sometimes you kind of stick together when you know you have the same direction. Essentially, that's what I felt like. I think. Well, I, I, I was thinking as well, like the way we kind of started with jazzy stuff kind of helped us a lot in that, at least I find jazz very hard to play, uh, but it was really good for learning a lot of core musical ideas. Oh yeah. Uh, and so I find I found once we sort of stopped playing jazz and started playing like just songs we really liked, <laughs> then that's when it sort of uh, took off a bit. Uh, paid off. All the <laughs> paid off too, yeah. Of the jazz in your yeah. Jazz is, is kind of the whole, uh, from my point of view, it, it just, you never know what's coming next. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess it makes you quite tight as a, as a group. Depends what type of jazz, yeah. but yes, that's okay. a lot of that. There's a lot of improvisational nature to it, which has also transferred to many genres afterwards, I think. I <laughs> Any opinions? <laughs> <laughs> that can happen um, and from my point of view anyway I don't really get it but I can understand how people really love jazz and mm. um, it's interesting that you guys started from that because it seems like a little bit of a curveball um, in terms of like starting with jazz is uh, it seems like the most difficult point to start from yeah. I was traumatized completely. <laughs> yeah I mean, I think it's a bit of that. Like you, you put it pretty well. It's almost like we were trying to build the Eiffel Tower. At, yeah. Uh, at <laughs> exactly. And then we realized, oh, there's a Lego set here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's do that instead. <laughs> and after trying to build the thing, I was like, yeah. this is kind of easy. More uh, I don't know. Yeah, I would definitely. Well, I don't consider myself a jazz musician. I think I'm very far from being 
jazz proficient. Mm. Uh, Same. Yeah. But I do understand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think we learned the language though. Yeah. And that I mean, made yeah. it easier later, maybe. I mean, realistically, jazz takes years and years of study and, and practice. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think it was very difficult for me because I, I come from classical piano and like 20 years of it and I love it and I never thought I would want to do anything else. Um, so for me it was very traumatic, I was like very stuck on it, <laughs> like never uh, like loosening up. Mm. But then I think that this trauma actually, <laughs> then when we moved on to other pieces, I think that we still kept the jazz uh, spirit mm -hmm. and I feel that often in, in songs that are like covers we do then we put some of like a part in which we have a solo and someone improvises and I rarely hear that in other bands or things and I think that that comes a bit from jazz and we always make huge mistakes but then we're like yeah, yeah sure jazz like cool chord there yeah. uh, so and then the looking at each other <coughs> bouncing off of each other I think mm -hmm. Is, yeah. is comes from jazz culture now. I yeah. don't know. I think that, yeah, an expert, I agree. that's something I feel when we're playing is that we're all so um, drunk in love with it. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't, I didn't know. Yeah, so in love with each other in a way. Like, just like with constant, our, our attention is always shared in that moment when mm -hmm. we're playing, and it's constant, like the, the looks of like going up down like constantly uh, about what's happening particularly when we're kind of trying to improvise some things yeah yeah, um, yeah. but yeah you develop an understanding of each other oh yeah yeah, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. yeah I imagine guys I'm going to do at some points so I'm going to take like uh, because I forgot the okay. tripod um, <laughs> so I'm going to have to do and uh, maybe I might give it to you as well so you can kind of take a few different uh, oh yeah just oh, yeah, use the chair use the chair as a steady cam so please don't think I've been like a complete fanboy like <laughs> <laughs> what you're not <laughs> you look so surprised yeah, when you look to you are you guys Pablo on the forum and you're like oh my god yes <laughs> 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 I didn't expect it. Um, <laughs> um, do you, can, I never asked you, do you speak Spanish? No, uh, I mean, I. I learned a little bit. I spent like nine months in Spain. I should have a much higher level of Spanish than I do. <laughs> I have to say, all the Spanish he didn't learn, he learned on making tortilla. Oh. He is the best tortilla of us all. Probably. Really? Okay. 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 Onions or no onions? Onions. Oh, always onions. Yeah. Sweetness. Yeah. Well, it's a question to be asked anyway. Apparently. Yeah. But we're, making it, we're making no enemies question. on the internet right <laughs> no now. question for me. Yeah, that's it. Onions or no onions? Let's go for that. And chorizo cheese. I mean, it's just... Evil pineapple on there. Cheddar, just makes oh, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where did you spend nine months in Spain? Um, Madrid. Yeah. I taught English there for a good of a year. Oh, very good. Pretty cool place to live. Yeah. Uh, it's nice time. 
um, and it was just like he needed a break from Ireland or and at the time I was just meandering a lot in my career I mean my non-career that I had done <laughs> mm. uh, so, hi Paul's boss yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's okay I'm leaving that job as well uh, <laughs> so <laughs> they're learning it <laughs> <laughs> they're probably listening they're a, te- they're a tech company well I was interested in teaching English because it was kind of fun and an excuse to travel so that's why I did it and yeah. kind of did that and then I just decided I wanted to study multimedia and that's what I did mm-hmm. in Limerick mm-hmm. and then I ended up in Dublin and then for your sins for my sins exactly <laughs> when did you um, can I get back to you for a little bit uh, when did you arrive actually here in, in Dublin um, six years ago maybe seven years okay yeah time kind of well, you've got two years of a pandemic in there. Yeah, it's probably still six or seven years ago. Yeah, um, 2017, just one. Do you see yourself as kind of a Dubliner for the next foreseeable future? or? No. I mean, I'll never afford to buy a house here. Uh, you know, rent is already... Uh, extortionate. Extortionate, so we'll see. Yeah. I don't know, I have no plans to leave just yet, but I wouldn't see it long term. Okay. Especially being from the west of Ireland. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We're not buying the castle. Yeah, I'm not going to be buying any Dublin castles. But the experience that you guys have together, I know it's kind of going their separate ways now a little bit, but um, this, I think, you guys being from different backgrounds, um, obviously it could happen anywhere in the world. I'm not just saying it could happen in Dublin, but I guess it's a city first and foremost with you know different multicultural backgrounds and stuff like that is that not something that like just for you Paul would like stop you from maybe leaving Dublin anytime soon or yeah that's a very good point uh, I've always like I don't know for me maybe I've never like fit in massively with an Irish crowd wherever I go but like, mm-hmm. I prefer I've always kind of found international scenes to be very interesting yeah so, yeah so I don't know where I go after this but I mean like you're like, like uh, most places are pretty, pretty multicultural at this point I think I feel I mean maybe yeah. Dublin is exceptionally so but yeah, yeah it, it is something that I love and miss and contributes to our awesomeness yeah <laughs> <laughs> why are you doing this to me yeah, uh, it's it's definitely one of the best things about Dublin, to be honest. Yeah, uh, the multicultural. I love if this was like a, have you ever seen Jerry Springer? Uh, you know those like TV talk shows where like they get the crowd to like chant and you know, it was, like a therapy session. Oh, yeah. okay. That would have been amazing if this was that. <laughs> one of those actual moments. Moments. It's yeah. an intervention. An intervention. <laughs> yeah. You guys cannot leave. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I have stolen your passports. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so for people who are listening and don't have a clue what we're talking about um, True. Javi, Angelica, you guys are leaving yeah. um, and that happens that happens that happens uh, how long have you been here? both different I imagine yeah, yeah. very different uh, I've been here for a year and a half uh-huh. yeah um, honestly I came with the idea of staying for a masters of one year and going back yeah. So the fact that I'm still here 
after a year and a half yeah. is actually like very surprising to me and so it means that I really like enjoyed the additional time here but in my heart I knew that I wanted, wanted to go, go back, back. Yeah. Um, if not to Italy back to like southern Europe <laughs> to, the <laughs> to the Mediterranean mm-hmm. uh, that's calling me and uh, so yeah no we were talking about that a little bit today and, and like how much the, how much the weather can fucking actually affect you mm. um, and I was saying if you like if you think about the weather like a person right um, Irish people are obligated to be friends with this person for the rest of their lives it's like a, a friend that your mother you know you cross the street yeah, and your mom goes that guy is your friend the neighbour <laughs> but people who move here it's like okay this is my friend right here right now but I've got way better friends <laughs> and you have to kind of like interact with that uh, like because oh, of the toxic relationship yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. I can understand how it's it's something that like obviously that's not the only thing I imagine that you want to go back home for but um, it plays a huge part mm. yeah I, I guess even in la- even today yeah. I felt so good yeah I've been so happy <laughs> like. so, a little bit so, we're not yeah. Yeah. we just live in Ireland yeah. <laughs> yeah. but I think like for me anyway you don't really realise you're depressed that's what we pay the uh, therapies for. Yeah. Yeah. So they can tell us. How many therapists at the rent is this way? You're paying eight euro for a pint. Mm-hmm. There you go. Eight sixty for a pint of Baltimore's the other day. Eight sixty for a temple bar. Around that area, yeah. It's crazy. Never, never again. Never before, never again. Um, <laughs> oh god I said that, uh, you, go when did you uh, arrive here? I moved to Dublin in early 2016 so over 7 years now oh wow yeah. wow you've been yeah I've lived here my, most of my adult life wow well, it depends when you consider that one becomes adult I guess <laughs> if you think it's at 33 then 2 years <laughs> uh, yeah can I ask why you came in the first place? um I so I was working in Madrid um, for uh, I guess I don't need to do this but I worked in aviation anyway and um, um, my contract finished um, and you know just lovely as uh, the job market is in Spain they're like well, you can't do anywhere very many so you have to find something else yeah. and I had come to Dublin to visit a friend in 2014 for a weekend mm-hmm. and She's, at the time in my 20s I was just like listen getting out of your house and seeing a bar at like sight that's like ideal for me that was like <laughs> this is what I want in my life I want a pub that I can have walk, I can get into like three minutes or less that's yeah. what I want basket with a string out the window <laughs> yeah, yeah put in a pint <laughs> so um, I I kind of love the city like I spent four days here I had a lot of fun I remember very little uh and uh, <laughs> I think I had a lot of them. Um, and then I was looking for jobs, and I had a couple of interviews actually in for Barcelona for Madrid. And these I only applied to like two jobs outside of Spain because it was like tempting, but I wasn't sure. Um, and one of them was for a big multinational that were opening like an office of what I do, I still do, um, in Ireland. They were like, uh, yeah, we'll have you. It's a French company and I also speak French, so they were like, yeah, sure, go for it. And then I was like, happy days, so that's what brought me here first. Where did all these languages come from? 
French, English? Um, so many. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's a lot. Is this you know, for most Irish people, that's a lot. Yeah, um, I lived in Toulouse in the south of France. Uh, I did Erasmus there. So um, I went there knowing nothing. And for a while, I just like, spoke English, but then I had a couple of Belgian friends. Okay. Lads, if you want to learn French, make friends with Belgians. They're Ooh. much nicer. They're <laughs> le- just less judgmental about yeah. your French. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so uh, it was thanks to these guys um, that I kind of like ended up like just surviving skills first, and then eventually, you know, doing courses and stuff. Like it got much better. But still, like I went back to Madrid, and then I started working there in the whole shebang. Yeah. Um, and my French was like. Like if you gave me a, a beer, I could speak French for hours, no problem. Okay. But I couldn't. I couldn't write anything. Like I could. I didn't know how the rules worked or anything. I never really got the grasp of it. So then I got like private lessons for someone, mm. um, and that like uh, to be honest, like it was fantastic, and uh, that really put everything in its place. And then from since then, like I got this job interview as well, which I did mostly in English, but. And they did want me to like see if I could speak any French to be honest. It was very useful at times because uh, on my day to day, I wouldn't speak French all the time. But I like if I had to call anyone back in France, uh, I, yeah, and I'd do it in French because you know you get much more out of that than when you when you do that, which is useful. Yeah. And now if we had to speak now, I don't know. <laughs> but to be honest, it's been like four years that I haven't really spoken much. Well, I guess it was one of the reasons that brought you here in the first place, ironically. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Funny enough. So that was a, a nice opportunity, I guess. Yeah. Um, was it like going on the piss, because that's essentially what you did for four days, and living in some place <laughs> is totally different experience. Mm. Um, was yes. It, uh, was it difficult to, to get into the rhythm of things here? Um, 2014 also... It, is a little bit different Dublin to what it is 2016 now. well 2014 yeah 2014 when I visited and 2016 when I moved mm. um, I would say so yeah um, I think a lot of the things that we see now the kind of fruit of uh, those seeds were planted back then though like it feels like a lot has changed in the pandemic but I think there were a lot of agents just waiting for the right moment to put the hands and more mm. pies if Catch my drift. I, don't know. <laughs> uh, no, I actually, this is. I left Ireland in twenty sixteen. Ironically, I moved to go. Spain. <laughs> I lived in Spain for four years. So you moved into my flat. Imagine. And I noticed because Paul, you noticed as well that we obviously went through quite a bad financial crisis and stuff like that. And it still it was a lot better in twenty sixteen. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. I remember when I came back to live here, sorry, we were in 2019, um, so we left in 2015, but uh, I remember going to a pub, and there was, you know, guy, lads, let's say, yeah. like 26 years old, <coughs> whatever they were, sitting in the pub, having dinner and having pints, yeah. and I was looking at them going, this is not something that happened five years ago, yeah. like, either you go for dinner, or you go for pints, you don't, you can't afford both of them, yeah. um, <laughs> not as a young person anyway, yeah. um, so when I came back, I started noticing, this, there's a lot more money around here than there used oh, to yeah. be, um, but that's what I think, like, I, I definitely, I think the visual side of it maybe started being more visible in 2018, 2019, when they finally, but you, I used to work in the Docklands for this first company yeah. and from day one 
it was just like the joke of like counting the cranes and now they're coming up. Yeah. So that was already happening. It was just like you didn't see it until much later. Uh, but all that stuff was already happening at the time. And, uh, but nobody thought of connecting the Lewis for another four years for some reason. <laughs> that would be 2045. Yeah. I, I always wonder, like, the first meeting where like, we're going to build the transport of the future for Dublin. And you know, like 20 guys in suits in a room, and they're like, We're gonna have the Lewis, and then we're gonna have one going like west to east, and the other one's gonna go north to south. And you're gonna have to, and you're gonna have to walk 20 minutes between, <laughs> to be able to change lines. Like, and nobody stood up in that and was like, What are you sure? And everybody's like, Yes, we're so good at our jobs, we're fucking geniuses of public transport. Um, I've always thought that like planning in this country is something we might not have that like part of the brain that many is <laughs> a biological <laughs> thing yeah, yeah. in the <clears throat> phrenological kind of assessment of it yeah. <laughs> yeah we just lack a brain structure you know as part of planning they built the port tunnel which is like a massive tunnel that goes yeah. into the city basically <clears throat> for trucks mm. um, and then one month or something after the port tunnel was open that thing is that I remember those machines you could see the machines like like tunneling like these enormous things and one month later this new truck came out that was too big to go into the truck. <laughs> and I was like lads I've a bit more investigation <laughs> due diligence <laughs> lads uh, that sounds like everyday island <laughs> that sounds like Dublin in a nutshell um, I don't know what you guys did but there is there's a, like there's a, a huge positives and huge negatives to like the ah, it will be grand mentality. <laughs> okay. um, Tom, I, exactly. I um, well, yeah, I discovered this one with my my ex girlfriend. She was Spanish, and she just didn't get this concept of it will be grand. <laughs> like, oh yeah, but she'd be like, no, how is it going to be? Fine? <laughs> <laughs> what is the plan? <laughs> Like, Show me bullet points. I don't know, but it'll be fine. Like, just, 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 not just like go get it. Fine adapted very well. Brilliant. You came all the way from Argentina. Yeah, exactly. Is it a similar culture? It's actually, I can see like some some similar thing. Yeah, <laughs> this is what I like here actually because you are also a little wild, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah so, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, and also was like, I supposed to stay for a year, and it's about three and a half, so it seems like I have a good fun. <laughs> COVID maybe had something to do with that, though. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah. But was also I enjoyed COVID here, you know, because it was like, just I get, get in Ireland, mm. the, the street was empty, quiet, like nothing, and I was watching the city around, cycling. Mm. Then I met Harry Schussen at the end of the COVID and we were doing the music as well. That was the thing was missing in my life. Yeah. Um, in between also working, so keeping busy. And that's the reason I still here because I get like a sponsor. Okay. Otherwise you can't just stay here, you know, like yeah. endless. <laughs> Can I say, when you said that there was something missing from your life and it was, you said music. Yeah. Do you really mean community by that? Yeah, like just play the music with others because like I mean I I always was playing or doing music, but then when I come move to Ireland I just meet people the one I work with or we just hang out or whatever. But and I also met some musician, but there wasn't any connection, you know. Yeah. I I was doing music music in the computer. It was good fun. Like I just improve a lot of things there. Like just do how to record or whatever. 
but yeah, the, the fact of play with others was like just something I, I was missing. And, mm. and then after I met Javi, it was like, a, as, as we say today earlier, you know, it was a door, open like a door to many, many musicians, like as much musicians as you can meet. And there was like just right now, you know, playing around. It's um, maybe uh, something that is a little bit understated about Dublin, I think, is, is the scene of just live music in general. Um, I mean, of course, you go to cities like London and New York and all of these places, you're going to have incredible live music everywhere. But those are huge cities. With But Dublin as a small city, I think, is a great appreciation for music. Um, I remember, like, 100%. when I lived, I lived in a small city in Spain, but... Um, Did I you say in Spain? Sipping <laughs> 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 in. I, I adapt, you know. In Spain. But there was never any live music there. That's one thing yeah. I missed. Um, Where were you actually just now? In Las Palmas, in Gran Canaria. Interesting. Yeah, yeah I was there for a long time. Um, well, not that long. Uh, but it was great. Um, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. But I always thought they had such amazing spaces, you know, like they had their pinchos and they had a glass of yeah. wine. And it was, I, they'd have those markets where they don't care if I'll get a glass of red wine from this place and I can just walk around and nobody goes, where are you going with my glass of red wine? You know, like they don't freak out. They're like, oh, he'll bring it back. Yeah, um, me too. But I was like, oh, like, when I say live music, I don't mean even to the extent of you guys. I mean like a guy with a guitar playing a little mm. bit of background Someone, music, yeah. just something, you know, just anything. Um, I missed that when I was away. I think it's very different, different, like different cities are very different in that sense. Yeah. Like in Valencia, something I really missed a lot from Valencia where I'm from, when, but not even when I moved to Dublin, when I moved to Madrid, is like Valencia is pretty well known for marching bands, essentially. Mm. Like we have loads of, um, I think at some point we had like half of the music musical associations in Spain by just number of members were in Valencia. Like in Valencia, in the whole region, not just in the city. So it's very common to wake up to to music yeah. from like there either someone is rehearsing your neighbor or it's actually a full band practicing, but like you know trumpets, trombones, saxophones, everything, um, and that's. For me, it was a bit different when I moved to the streets. Suddenly, the music, like someone put down the volume, you know, it's like that was gone. Wow. And then coming to Dublin, it's actually, it was a little, someone raised the volume a little bit mm -hmm. again. And I feel a bit about that because it's, it's the buskers, it's the people in the street, mm -hmm. it's my neighbors practicing things, mm -hmm. um, um, which happened actually in the first flat I moved into. I remember like distinctly one Saturday morning, someone practicing clarinet to a piece of, I don't remember, but I knew the piece for some reason. And I was like, <gasps> This is like home. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, though it does happen. Um, I think also the quality of it, like Dublin has yeah. amazing quality. Like you can go anywhere and you're going to hear very good music yeah. and very good poetry and very good arts in general. I think that just the appreciation of them makes people want to do it more uh, and do it more for less as well. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, not everybody, a lot of people just want to share what they do and they don't really care so much if you're going to if it's always a paying gig, I mean, you know. Do you think that here um, we have a little bit of snobbery, a little bit of kind mm -hmm. of arrogance? I, was about about music? Well, I mean, aside from you. I was about to say the opposite. Yeah. But, well, maybe I'd be interested to hear what your take on this is, but 
to say in Ireland that you're a musician, because we hold music to quite a um, high good. standard, is that you don't say you're a musician unless you're uh-huh. a musician. Does that make sense? Yes, but I think that's, that has a lot to do with the Irish way of dealing with um, self-promotion and compliments. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think it's related to that. Like, I, I agree, but I think it has a lot to do with the Irish way of portraying. And it maybe also seeps into other musicians in like, oh, they behave like that, so I'll behave like that. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, like, it just, it just seems like here everyone um, like who grows up playing guitar or something, yeah. they don't necessarily consider themselves a musician. They just play guitar. Yeah. yeah, and then you like you hear them play, so they're actually unreal. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, there's so yeah, many yeah. people who are like, yeah, no, I guess I'm playing a little bit in my room. And you're like, you know, that's nice. Yeah. 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 But I guess there's a lot of Paco little theater. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's true. Yeah. We don't have the that we're musicians. It's something that's come up on a on a, on a couple of the yeah. podcasts with the musicians that we've had on, and um, who are professional musicians, but even still would. I wouldn't say, yeah, I play music. Yeah. They don't say, I'm a musician. Yeah. I don't, um, I don't know if I would say I'm a musician. <laughs> yeah. You guys are class and you don't go around saying, I'm, we're musicians, you know? Like, I'm yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it has, like everything, it has both positives and negatives mm-hmm. to it. So, like, you'll get, well, who claim, like, you'll see it, like, the super famous, maybe, musicians who've come out of Ireland say that they yeah. enjoy coming back to Ireland because it's like, humbling people treat you the same as yeah. as anyone anybody else. else they don't like hail you like in america they might be like taking pictures in your face and everything like yeah. that whereas on the other side where maybe you feel like you need a little bit of appreciation <laughs> you're not gonna get that here yeah. um, i mean you will I and mean, i'm sure you guys have uh, but when it becomes like in the media let's say or mm-hmm. people talking in general i think it, it gets I don't know. I don't know if I necessarily like that. Yeah. I hope we kind of move away from that a little bit. You know something that I never seen before, and then I started doing myself after a while when I moved here is after seeing someone playing music um, or going to a gig. If I get the chance, I go up and I say thanks, thanks for the tunes. Yeah, well, something as simple as that. True. You don't have to be like you're unbelievable. Like, can I follow you? You know, yeah. you don't have to be. Um, sticky about it <laughs> but that, just the fact of being like I think just I need I think this this is an Irish thing like being grateful for the music mm-hmm. that sounds weird. Grateful, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry for anything it's like when you leave the bus you say thank you you don't know what I'm saying exactly yeah like stuff like that it's nice to um, thank people for being you know my story about that though yeah yeah uh, did you do that in Spain no. Oh, yeah, you said you've done it. You've probably been kicked out. It's a nice story. Yeah. You've done it in the life, but. Yeah. 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 No, they, yeah, so, you know, like in Spain, how everyone's so expressive, and maybe Latin culture is in yeah. general, and there's just nothing that's left inside. Um, and that, that's also very good, I think, too. It's actually quite healthy. Um, but from being there and just moving back, and I, if there was ever any delays on the bus, I, like, I could imagine people would be very quick to complain to the bus driver, yeah. like, what's the story, what's going Straight on? Away. Um, and what had happened when I was, was the bus was on the keys, we were about to pull, we were outside, but near the four courts there, if you know where that is, and it was like yeah. pulling up towards Haypenny Bridge. 
it's where most people wanted to get off. Um, and there was a queue up the steps of the of the bus to get off there, and there was a guy in just in front of me, and the bus driver had stopped to talk to another bus driver across the you know the way they stop, mm-hmm. and he was just talking to the bus driver yeah. across the street, and the guy in front of me was like, "Fuck's sake, <laughs> prick! I can't believe he's fucking doing this." Like, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my god, this is gone," because I had still had the Spanish Spanish mentality, like this is gonna. It's gonna blow up now, yeah. Freak out, um, and I was like, "Oh, it's early. I don't want to hear an argument. I just, you know, I want to listen to my nice music and nice podcasts on the way to work. I don't want to hear anybody shouting at each other." And then he gets off the bus. Thanks very much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's Irish gratefulness, isn't it? I yeah, I guess it's a, lot, it's a, a lot of it's force of habit, but it's kind of yeah, nice yeah. that that is a kind of habit you have. Like it, it just is. Yeah, we'll take it. Yeah, we'll take absolutely. it. Absolutely. Um, it's yeah. class. What are you guys gonna miss? Apart from um, the obvious of playing music together, but I, I'm just gonna miss a lot, like the music scene, because before I started playing music more frequently with these guys. I used to go to a lot of sessions to listen to, and it's still one of my favorite things to do, just to go and sit and get people because I think a lot of the music you see in those places is not about self-promotion it's not about look what I can do it's about I brought something to share mm-hmm. and everybody regardless of and the, the circle search is good we mentioned earlier uh, for this as well where it feels like everybody wants to hear what you want to share regardless of what you're really doing yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think that is something that I've never seen before. I haven't lived in that many countries anyway, but I've never seen anything like that. And I think it's very unique. And it's definitely the main reason that I got hooked to, to Dublin. It was that feeling of being in a room full of people that cared about each other, whatever they wanted to share. Yeah. Um, yeah, that I'm going to miss for sure. Angelica? I, I agree a lot. Um, I think what I wanted to say earlier when you said that there's like this snobbiness of here in Ireland, but I feel that actually there's lots of humbleness. Um, and in like if in Italy you say, I'm going to play in an open mic, people are like, jeez, why? Oh my God. Like if you decide you're playing music, it's immediately like, oh, I have to, I have to like, be famous and have loads of followers and manage to have loads of gigs in a year instead here it's just like i want to play i want to share i want to meet other people um and it's nice like if you say i'm playing in an open mic people are like oh my god i'm gonna come and hear you when are you playing and they actually show up and they buy you a pint <laughs> and yeah. so it, it and it's really supportive i find um even if you're if you've just started they're like come on in you get it all wrong great and um, so it's it's welcoming i yeah. feel yeah. yeah also whiskey whiskey i'm gonna make <laughs> <laughs> sorry dude <laughs> let's say you had your cousin moving to dublin um in the next two months but you guys are not here right none of you are here imagine it's like completely like you, you're giving them advice yeah um, what would you say to them to imagine actually they're not a musician as well mm-hmm. is there anything that you would advise them to 
apart from the obvious of like accommodation and all the rest of it, but to get it and to meet people basically is my point. How how do you think would you get involved with meeting people here? Go to swim dancing classes. (laughs) (laughs) Bring out the business cards. (laughs) Or any dancing classes. Brilliant, brilliant for the original people. So Uh, yeah. Where do we do that? Um, I think at the moment it's just mind the step. Is that the only place? Yeah. It's it's a cafe right next to the keys. Yeah. 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 Next to the Korean place. Yeah. Yeah. But that's what I did when I moved to Dublin. <laughs> it worked yeah. out. It worked out. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That's a that's very good. Go dancing, bro. Thursdays yeah. dropping classes at eight pm. Mind the step cafe. Say that again. Thursdays eight pm. Eight pm. You get one hour of a class and two hours of music and meeting people for I think it's a tenor. And this is specifically swing dancing. This is swing yeah. dancing. Okay, that's actually something I've really wanted to try for a long time. Is it, is it, I mean, you know, it could, it could be it could be Foro, which is a huge community. There's tango, there's salsa, mm-hmm. all these folks as well. I'm just not involved in that, so I can't really point mm-hmm. to any directions. But I know there are big communities that do similar things uh, in their own places. So you know, I think that's just an option. Particularly if you're into kind of like swing and jazz, mm-hmm. if you like that type uh-huh. of music, and yeah, it's uh, just a fun dance. yeah. It's very, and it's very easy to meet people. It's a okay. lovely community. So apart from that, apart from swing dancing, um, is there any other kind of avenues that you'd recommend? Go on. What would you do? <laughs> she went for a, maybe a walking in the botanics because it's what I do like around the city. You know, she likes go to the biggest park, botanic gardens. Yeah. Uh, but no, she's out of the pubs or just galleries, there are a few nice galleries, but I, I do like the parks in, in Dublin. They're all big, big, nice parks, you know? Yeah. Interesting yeah. that you say out of the pubs, because a lot of people might go, Dublin, pubs, amazing. Yeah, um, do something else, yeah. No, I'm glad you say that. Um, like, do you feel like the, there's this, it's like, it's a little bit inauthentic in, in pubs, or? Yeah, I mean, everywhere in the world you go, you, go, uh, you will have pubs and it's like just where, just where you go, you know? And yeah, I will say, yeah. Mm. <laughs> go to the park. The pubs is always there, you know? But That's true. Yeah, it's the easy option. Or, yeah, yeah. But I think it's quite difficult to actually really meet people in, in a pub. Like, you'll meet because people on the night. Yeah. Because not going to have friends. Yeah. Actually, because if I, I even like just to go to the pub, I go to the pub to do something like either see music or, mm. as we were talking today, like some poetry or whatever. So you go to do something, but just to go for a pint, it's like just say. You do that anywhere? Yeah. All the time, anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have my pint at home. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Huh. Do you guys feel like playing some music for us? Yeah, Please. we could do that. Yeah, yeah. I need a fun. Um, first of all, before we finish the little chat part, um, just it's it's really nice that you guys have, have had this experience together and you very much share it with other people, um, and that's what you're doing when you're playing your music. Because when I, when we were watching you that time, like the the happiness that comes off that <laughs> is really infectious yeah. um, oh, there was there was there might have been plenty of that involved as well but at the same time it was it was just brilliant to watch and something I think that is cool about what Dublin these days is that this wouldn't have happened 20 years ago um, it's mm. become a much more multicultural place 
like you have oh, yeah. a band of four different backgrounds and um, brought together for different reasons or whatever but music obviously um, being a big part of that um, so um, thank you for for that that's sharing that with us and it's been really nice that it's just kind of serendipitous I guess that you guys have come together and yeah. got to know each other and really? all the rest of it but um, I hope that we can get you back. I'm not going to say anything more than being recorded right now. But <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, and yeah, thank you. Thank, thank you, you for having us. Cheers. Yeah. Let's get some music on. Um, we'll stop recording.
Billy and me to clap. Yeah. 
<laughs> this is what it feels like to forward a forward ranger. <laughs> Alrighty. Welcome to a life in Dublin. <laughs> okay, that's copyrighted. <laughs>
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.